Hey guys, welcome back to The Encounter um, by Redeem LA. Uh, today we have Kat in front of me. Today we have our new, our newbie, which is Luisa. And today uh, we also have the, the birthday girl, Deborah. Um, which her name is Deb, but you know, her real name is Deborah. But yeah, we call Deborah. her Deb. <laughs> yeah. So uh, today we're going to continue our, our um, how do you call this? Our series our series let's call it yeah our series yeah. our docu-series yeah. that'd be cool right yeah our, our series um called the windows of the soul and today we're going to speak about the hands and honestly when i was reading this and i was studying this a little bit i was i was seeing that so beautiful because like we have to be careful what we touch like and what yeah. we do with our hands because um there's that verse that says um if your right hand makes you sin uh, it's better for you to cut it off yeah. because it's better for you to uh, go to heaven without a without a hand yeah. than to than your body to uh, you know burn in hell completely. And I, I was like, wow, it's so crazy that that it tells you how to you know be careful with your eyes, be careful with the touch. And honestly, this this took me to something so beautiful because it, I remember in Matthew in Matthew nine, uh, if you guys want to uh, come with us, um, Jesus Jesus Matthew nine uh, verse eighteen and on, it says that uh, Jesus was going to um, a synagogue and he was walking, and on the way on the way to where he was trying to get the, the, there, he he found a woman that was bleeding for twelve years, and I know we talked about this so many times, right? And then she says, and then she says that she saw Jesus come by, and then she saw that she came he came by really close. And in Matthew nine twenty one, she was thinking, if I can only, if I can touch his coat, I will be healed. And honestly, this is I love this verse because touch comes through the hands, right? And what I see here is that through touching the right things, healings and miracles and blessings can also come, right? And I was seeing this and I was thinking, that's so crazy because she knew how, where did this revelation come from? You know, like, how did she know that she had to touch his coat? Why didn't she say, hey, I need to stop this, man? Like, if you see somebody that's, if you see Jesus healing, you're not going to think about touching his coat. What are you going to yeah. be touching? What are you going to be thinking is, how can I get this man's attention? Yeah. But she said, no. She said, she said, and this is, this is why I believe that it's, not that anything is unimportant, but I think the main point that Jesus wanted to leave in his, in this book was that, not, it was not the fact that he was doing the greatest miracles, mm-hmm. but it was the great faith that the people had in Jesus right. Christ. You see what I'm saying? And that's why that's why I feel like sometimes we lack miracles in our lives because we don't have the faith. Like she said, I don't even have this. I don't have to even tell Jesus to stop. Yeah. What you have to do is just touch something around him and I'll be healed and that's literally the faith that sometimes we need to have and and faith sometimes comes through touching right and we we think that we need to touch his face and we you know no you know um you know let me touch your face but we don't need all that yeah all we need to have is enough faith to touch his coat right and we'll be healed you have something to say yeah I was gonna just say that this story is so interesting to me because usually what people were looking for is for Jesus to pray for them and put his hands on them Right. Mm-hmm. So like they would pray for uh, Jesus would pray for healing by touching them. You know, like the blind man, he touched his eyes, uh, whatever it was. Right. He would always be the one touching them. And they looked for it like that. But she was so desperate and she knew that she might be. Um, how do you say rejected? Well, rejected. rejected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that she uh, may be rejected. And uh, so she took like matters into her own hands. And this reminds me of that Bible verse that says that only the violent will be able to. Well, let me say it in Spanish. Solos violentos arrebatan el reino de los cielos. Um, only the violent are able to take the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's incredible because she was violent like that. She said, I don't need him to touch me. I'm going to touch him. Like she took it into her own hands, um, her fate. 
which I think is awesome. And, and just like you said, like I love, I love, I love what you said, right? Because just like you, like you said, like just the violent people take the the what, what's what's theirs. Mm-hmm. And look what Jesus says. He says, "But Jesus, turning his uh, turning and seeing her, said, take courage, daughter. Mm-hmm. Your personal your your personal trust and confident faith in me has made you well. And at once, this moment was completely healed. So, like." You see what I'm saying? Like, like sometimes we feel like, um, and I, I know there's not about faith, right? Because I love faith. Like right now, I'm on, the, on this like faith yeah. high, right? Yeah. Um, but it's so crazy that just by thinking, if I can touch, if I can just reach out and touch something of His holy presence, everything in me will be well. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like sometimes, sometimes we have to use our touch not to do anything correct but instead to do the right thing right. And, and that's why i, I wanted i wanted um, i wanted to talk about this because it's, it's very important for us to do this because we have to understand as well that everything that everything that that we touch could also go into our soul mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and for example from here if you go to matthew uh 14 36 it says that you know jesus just came out of um you know walking uh from the from the water you know peter said this peter almost died he comes back he's getting out of there and it says on on matthew 14 34 it says and when they had crossed over the sea of course uh they went uh ashore to uh Gennesaret. and when the men in the place recognized him so he gets out of the out of the out of the boat and the people recognized them they sent word throughout all the surrounding district and brought him all who were sick and they began to let to they, they began to beg him to let him merely touch the fringe of his robe and all who touched and all who touched it were perfectly restored my question is this where did this doctrine come mm-hmm. where from the woman of blood yeah the woman of blood was so famous not just now but then that they knew by touching his robe, I'm, 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 I, I can be healed. And that's why, honestly, sometimes we have to go ahead and touch his robe, guys. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's you want to be healed. You want to be completely healed from your from your anxiety. You want to be healed from your you know your your thoughts. You want to be healed from your loneliness. You sometimes just have to reach out. And sometimes, look, it's not always going to be easy. Sometimes, look, they. Beg them. Oh my God, have I been talking this whole time? I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh my God, dude, I only get in here and I don't even, I don't even think about anything, right? But if you guys want to say, please uh, dive in. But I was gonna say that I love this. That you know, I love the fact that it even says merely, like if it's something super small, you know, like me touching like the end of your jacket. It's like, like it's literally like it's it's nothing. Like I can touch your sweater and there's nothing. But that's how beautiful God is, right? If you just had faith um, enough to know that I can heal you, that's enough. Mm-hmm. And um, it was I, cool that it all came from his touch. I was just going to say, I guess that what you can say is when you add faith, even to like the smallest thing that you do with your hands, it can be catapulted into something incredible. Yeah. Right, Kat, you have to the biggest thing I think that's our, our problem is like our human's mind just like take away and belittle the power of God. And, you know, like the Bible says that if we had faith, like the size of a mustard seed, we would be able to move mountains. So imagine that like our hands are we just see them every day. Right. And we think like, oh, they can't really do much. Or we think they do only like the literal senses. Right. But we can our hands can also be uh, creative because we know our God is creative. He created the heavens and the earth. He took time with everything. Right. And um, our hands also are like a form of submission as well. An example, I, I thought that was like very 
um, very broad, but we can kind of like see it and compare it. It's just like, you know, when a police officer, like he says like, hey, you know, like the first thing you do is like lift up your hands. Why? Because you know in that situation, he's like your form of a, yeah. You surrender. Yeah, like it's like your form of uh, surrendering to him. Like whatever the police officer tells you, you kind of have to do it in that cer- certain situation. So the same thing, when God comes to you and he wants to speak to you or it's time to pray or be in intimacy with him, you have to also submit yourself with him. And um, I want to like go into the this story about Solomon who builds a temple. And honestly, I, I was reading the story and it just led me to like another thing, another thing. And I was like, wow, it kind of like all correlates to our hands and everything. So we know that the, the temple Solomon built. But what was so interesting to me was that Solomon, this was not his idea. This was his dad's idea, which was David's, right? Mm. But the Lord spoke to him and it says in First, in first Chronicles 28.3, it says, but God said to me, you may not build a house for my name for you are a man of war and have shed blood so in other words it was like david's hands were full of blood right and an example that came up to mind was um with with um with bathsheba because bathsheba you know he he saw her showering he wanted her and what did he go do he knew that she was a married woman so she go so he not not she but um david he goes out and tells like these men like hey go put how do you say his name uriah Uriah. 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 Go put him in front of the, the army stand, right? So he yeah, can be killed so on purpose, die. right? So that was an intention that was bad, right? And mm-hmm. so when he did this, it was like God saying like, hey, remember all the times you killed all these people? Because of your ideas and your intention was good because it came to him like, hey, let me build a, a temple for the Lord. But God said, nope, you're not going to do working. that. You're not going to do that because of your hands. So that kind of like leads up to like, okay, whatever decision you make now, whether it may be good or bad, it's going to later come in in like a context consequence that even when your idea is good like david's it's gonna come to ruin and solomon what he did was beautiful if you read like the whole um the stories in first kings six and he starts like it like his whole uh building the temple so descriptive like how long this is the entrance what is gonna have and all it was all for the glory of god and in other stories we see like majority of the things they built was not for the glory of god so we can see that the consequences of our hands come maybe not now but in the future they will Sorry, I was just going to say, <laughs> Proverbs six sixteen uh, through 19 says, There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an ob- abomination to him. Haughty mm-hmm. eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that dece- devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. But I think it's incredible that it says like the the hands that shed innocent blood, and it's exactly what you're saying, right? Yeah. Like the Lord hates this. And although David was according to his heart, he right. said, sorry, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have to be your son, not you. Yeah. Uh, what I like what you said. I, um, this is called a consequence. Mm-hmm. This is what something, for example, we can. Um, you can't remove that. Like God forgives your sins, mm-hmm. but consequence comes. Like for example, uh, if you have premarital sex, right, and you're not protected, guess what happens? The consequence is the kid. Now, not that the kid is a consequence itself, but like now your life has to change. And I think I used to tell you this all the time, remember? Mm-hmm. And not just you, but everybody. I tell the fact that the kid is coming is not a sin. It's just that now your whole life can't go to college anymore. Mm-hmm. You, your whole life just changes. Now you have to become a mother or a father. And, and it's crazy because uh, it, what you said is true. Everything was going right. And God wasn't mad because he killed, a hundred, you know, 200 people, yeah. um, you know, to get his wife. Actually, 
better yet, he went to go get the private parts of 200 people. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't mad about that. Mm-hmm. He wasn't mad about the thousands of people that he killed, you know, the Pharisees that he killed. No, he was mad about the thing that stained them was Uriah's mm-hmm. blood. And I love this because what you said was so important, right? Even though it was in his hands, the stain was on his hands. Right. Like, he didn't have to lift any sword against Uriah. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to put him there and... I, I, it's because honestly, because that's how that's that's how I, that's our that's how we work. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna push him a little bit here, and I'm gonna let him take it. Yeah. But it's because it's not about who takes him or who kills him, but it's about your intentions right. that causes your things. And yeah. it's so crazy what you said about your ideas and everything because it's so true, right? Whatever you have in your head and you 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 end up doing. We have to be careful because it becomes you know sinful. And I think I think Luisa, you had a good uh, uh, example with that. Go go ahead. Yes. Um, so I noticed um, with the golden calf in Exodus 32, 4, um, the verse says, He took the gold from the people and used it to make an idol. Using a special tool, he shaped the gold into a statue of a calf. Then the people said, Israel, here are your gods. These are the gods that brought you out of the land of Egypt. So what I got, what the important part that I saw from this verse was that Aaron was using a special tool to shape the calf, right? And then what do we use when when we have tools is our hands. So yeah. we shape things with our hands. And by creating this golden calf, he used the jewelry, like the earrings and the and the necklaces of the people. And this could typify like their own ideas, their earthly like perspectives about mm-hmm. life. And this can lead us to quickly forgetting about God. Like before this happened, God had opened uh, the Red Sea for them. And it was like a tremendous miracle that like left everybody in awe. And what was surprising to me is that they quickly forgot about this. And it just doesn't like seem right for us to quickly forget about this. And I would just like to put it out there. Like how many idols have we made lately in our lives? And this just shows how, how powerful our hands are. And like... I would just also like to add how um, Aaron was acting out, like, from impatience. Like, what do we do when we want something in the moment is that we we just fill it up, like, immediately. Like, we don't wait uh, for God's answer. So, I just feel like, um, like, the we just try to put something to fill in the void. Mm-hmm. with our own hands with our own works you know i was reading proverbs sixteen twenty seven um in the tlb version and it says idle hands are the devil's workshop and idle lips are his mouthpiece and i thought it was crazy because these people were just waiting idly and idle means i love this uh definition without purpose or effect pointless all of these people had nothing to do they were just waiting mm-hmm. and instead of just waiting without doing anything put yourself to work do something do something good. Worship God. Yeah. Think, what are we going to do uh, to be ready for the word that God has? Because maybe it's taking a little bit long, but God's promises are yes and amen for my life. And that's what we do. In the, the moment that God makes us wait in our waiting period, we get so desperate. We start thinking like, yeah. oh, no, okay, okay, our God's not coming through, so let's make another one. Mm-hmm. And you know what I think is hilarious about that story? Um, that Aaron says, 
he he pisses me off a little bit. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. But he says, Aaron, Aaron. in thirty two five, he says, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. So mm-hmm. he knew what he was doing yeah. was wrong and he said, like, it's okay. We're gonna do that today to you know, fill the hearts and then tomorrow we'll praise the Lord. But thinking about it, the Lord confronts me. He's like, Don't you do the same? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh sorry, Lord. <laughs> Love you, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> um and yes, we do the same thing. We get impatient. So we start uh thinking of ways to fill our hearts in the ways that we think are gonna be uh, beneficial or important to us. But no, we see that what we should be doing in the period of waiting is worshiping. Like Moses, when he was um, battling against, I, I don't remember who, it's an Exodus, uh, what did I, I, I had it somewhere around here, let's see, Exodus 6, 17, yeah, Exodus 17. He goes up into the thing, and, and Kathy was saying something beautiful, that when you put your hands up, it's in surrender, right? Mm-hmm. And every time that he would put his hands up, uh, the battle would be won. But then he'd get tired and his hands would come down yeah. Yeah. and they'd mm-hmm. start losing. Mm-hmm. So then two people came and they did what? They helped him. And that's literally what the people of Israel were missing. They were missing people who were going to say, hey, don't be tired of waiting for the Lord. Let me put your hands up. Come, yeah. come, Continue surrendering to the yeah. Lord. Let's continue doing this. So it's, it's important. Don't have idle hands and who do you surround yourself with? When you're on that mountain waiting for your victory, uh, do you have someone who's encouraging you to put your hands up or yeah. telling you, hey, dude, you know what? Uh, God's taking too long. Let's, let's build ourselves a golden calf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. Can I just finish this with the uh, with, with what Stephen said? Because Stephen actually, yeah, it's crazy that he he mentioned the same part. So uh, you know who Stephen is, right? Yes. Stephen was he has one whole chapter of of Acts, Acts seven, and he literally destroys the Pharisees. So he comes <laughs> in and he says, "Our fathers." Keep in mind that he says, "Our." Mm-hmm. Dude, that hour means I'm part of this. Mm-hmm. Our fathers were unwilling to subject him. Subject means to, um, you surrender. know, sur- surrender. surrender. Good job. Uh, to, to be subject to him and refuse to listen to him. To who? To God, right? And they rejected him in their hearts and turned back to Egypt. No, they didn't. Mm-hmm. But their hearts did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't go back yeah. to Egypt, <laughs> but their hearts did. And they said to Aaron, make for us God who will go before us, for their Moses will mm-hmm. have led us out of the land of Egypt, and we don't know what has happened to him. Impatience. Mm-hmm. Bro, 2,000, 3,000 years after with Jesus. And, and it says, and in those days they made a calf and brought sacrifice to the idol and rejoiced and celebrated over their works in their hands. But God turned away from them and handed them over to serve the hosts of heaven. Who's that? As it is, as it is written, forever remains written in me. Uh, It says, uh, forever remains written in the book of the prophets. It was not really to make, it was, oh my God, what's going on with me? It was (laughs) not really to me that you offered victims and the sacrifice for the 40 years in the wilderness, was it? O house of Israel, you also took along tabernacles of Moloch and the start of uh, the star of God of Rompha. He the, the images which you have made to worship, and I will remove you from beyond Babylon, carrying you away into exile. Forty-four. Our fathers had te- the. Oh my God, what's going on with me? Our fathers had the tabernacle of testimony in the wilderness, just as God directed Moses to make it according to the pattern which he had seen. And lastly, which is uh, which is uh, forty eight, it says, um, "Listen to all the things that we that we talking about." Because even you mm-hmm. even brought up uh, uh, Solomon. It says, <clears throat> "And we found favor and grace and spiritual blessing in the sight of God, and asked us uh, that He might be allowed to find in a dwelling place for God of Jacob." But it was Solomon who built the house for him. Mm-hmm. However, the Most High, listen. However, the Most High. The one that infinite, ex- uh, the, the one infinitely exalted above humanity, does not dwell in houses made by human 
hands, mm-hmm. as Jesus. the prophet Isaiah says in First of Kings eight twenty seven. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what does that? What does that mean? Just I literally I, 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 with this verse, he grabbed both of you guys' things. Solomon created the, the temple, mm-hmm. and then Aaron messed it up, and then he says, "But at the end of the day, I'm not here to dwell in a place you guys made out of gold, but I'm here to dwell where." In your hearts. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, because I'm talking um, too much. I was also talking. To, I was also like thinking about um, how Aaron easily gave in because his faith wasn't cement- cemented, which is exactly what we were talking about. Because when I was reading this with uh, Luisa, we were like, we were like, bro. Why did he give it so easily? Yeah. Like this was literally yeah. our our reaction. Like why would he do that, right? Yeah. And then and then we started seeing like um, moving forward when there was like a there was like noise, right? And they thought they were like, oh, probably it was like victory. There there there's noise. They're probably like doing a victorious like a feast, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go down and they're actually like partying, 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 and like for the for the golden calf, right? And this is when Moses like loses it and he comes and he just grabs. It says in Exodus thirty two twenty, he took the calf that they had made and burned it with fire and grounded it to powder and scattered it on water, on the water and made the people of Israel drink it. Mm-hmm. So this kind of like tells us that these idols that they had were like they're easily destroyed yeah. like everything that you're waiting for it's not gonna whatever you want to take it in your own hands it's not gonna be here to stay forever because this this idol is just here as like you know something how do you say pasajero yeah. um that's just like, not temporary yeah that's yeah. temporary not forever which is <clears throat> what these people were like so excited for just because they weren't impatient yeah. and then we were we were here like talking with danny and he was saying like it's crazy because this pa- this fire that that we see in this verse is the holy spirit which comes and almost like in us takes away all these little calves that we have inside built mm. that over the years or times that we come and you know build these outers are idols ourselves because we're so impatient they just kind of like accumulate and accumulate accumulate until you know god kind of gets angry and says here i'm gonna help you out because you have too much you weren't patient and you know what's crazy that i was telling you that it was hard to understand like the part of moses that he made into a dust Mm -hmm. and then made it drink it right Mm -hmm. like it's so weird why would he do that but that's exactly going back to what you said right the holy spirit comes burns these 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 idols right but yet there's always consequences there's mm-hmm. always a residue called residue. the dust mm-hmm. of oh. the gold and oh, then okay. what do we have to do with that go- with our actions you gotta drink it mm-hmm. but i don't want to do it even aaron tells them why why are you we making these it. people yeah, doing yeah. it drink it meaning what drink your consequences that you've put up so of, of all the way up to here meaning saying like oh no you guys had you guys had the the pantalones to come and do a, a, a calf <laughs> now yeah. now drink what you chose just what we're talking about with the consequences yeah. oh you had the, you you wanted to make a calf now drink the dust because you guys brought this upon yeah. yourselves so yeah. it's so crazy right how this is spiritually all kind of you know encircles everything that we everything you do with your hands has consequences yeah. Yeah. and no matter what you gotta drink that, and there's a there's a there's a saying in the world. My mom always tells that he she says she says no escupas al cielo. You know what that means? Like it's gonna come back. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you spit it in the sky and you just wait there, it's Boom, gonna come, come back. back to you, right? So be careful what you do with your hands, because no matter what, sooner or later it's gonna come back. Yeah. You have something to say? Or can I continue? Well, because I could talk about the story forever. Because honestly, they impress me. But I was just, you know, Kathy was saying, like, they found him dancing. It's like, dude, why couldn't you have just been dancing for the Lord? You needed a golden calf to do that? I was telling Lisa, that's that's not the most craziest (laughs) thing, though. I was telling Lisa, I was telling Lisa, Lisa, how is it 
that Aaron said, this is the God that took you out of Egypt. I know. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're looking at her and I was like, I never saw a calf doing this. Yeah. Right. And, and she was like, yo, this is the God. And everybody was like, oh, okay. That's why I told them I that. <laughs> it's not It's not the fact that, it's not the fact that, uh, that what's it called, that we do things, right? Yeah. It's the fact that we almost fool ourselves. Mm-hmm. And Danny, that they all did it in unity. Like, they were all like, yeah, absolutely, man. Let's do it. Yeah, this is the calf. High five, high five. That's and everybody amazing. was just like, yeah, this is awesome reason to party. Let's do it. That's crazy. And that kind of reminds you of the Tower of Babel, too. What did oh, they yeah. do? Dude, honestly, that story is even more impressive because... Yeah. Well, I don't know, because all, all of the Bible is impressive, but uh, that story is crazy because all of them decided to get in, like, one... ¿Cómo se dice? Un mismo sentir. Yeah, like, in, uh, unanimous. Same. Yeah, they were, like, unanimous to build this tower, right? And the Lord was impressed by them. He was like, no, I must confuse them or else they're going to be able to do what they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is incredible, right? Yeah. Whenever, no matter what we put our our minds to, be it good or be it bad, our hands will, um, I guess, act on that thought. And if we have help, that's, oh my God, that's even worse. Let's make sure it's it's positive. Right here, there's the enemy working with our hands, right? Mm -hmm. But it's it's so crazy because that's why it says we have to keep our hands clean, right? Mm -hmm. Because God also uses that, like this, how do I say this, this window of your soul. For example, we see in Acts 8, 17, it says, Then Peter and John laid their hands on them one by one, and they received what? The Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Just like the enemy can use your, your hands for bad things, God also is anxious to use your hands to do good things. And this is on 18. Now Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying of the hands and the, of the apostles, and he offered them money. Listen, mm-hmm. even the enemy can see, oh, hey, this, this window of the soul is Oozing mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit, yeah, because that's what it was. And then it's saying, and then he says on nineteen, he says, and saying, "Give me this, um, give me this authority and power too." So what was oozing out of their hands? Authority, authority. and power, mm-hmm. so that anyone, so that anyone on who I lay my hands on can receive the Holy Spirit. And as you know, they all get mad at you. They're like, you can't, you know, you can't uh, buy this uh, spirit, this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. But it's so crazy that I was looking as a God. It's not like God, you can tell that the enemy's a, a copycat, right? Yeah. Because yeah. God made our hands for this exact re- reason. Mm-hmm. He made us so we can use them and transfer the Holy Spirit and ask mm-hmm. God, you know, give it to give it to this person. And, and instead, and the devil comes and goes, no, 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 I'm going to use them so they can completely make idols and make different things. And there's a version of the Bible, I don't know where it is, but I've read it for sure, that it says these, these, these men make idols. They make hands yet they don't touch they make legs and they don't walk they have eyes but yet they don't see and i was it was crazy because i was saying man look at this like right like we can always create but we can never give life like jesus does you right. know what i mean and god creates and automatically gives life so I, it was crazy i don't know if you have something to say I, Go ahead. I was gonna say like a comparison to like these stories like uh that the the temple that solomon built there was like god's approval right he was like okay solomon you're gonna build it now with the tower of babel there was no improvement of god whatsoever like mm. these people were only thinking of the of themselves like it says in genesis 11 4 like pay attention to how many times they say ourselves it says then they said come let us build ourselves a city and a tower 
and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And like Deb was saying, like they were all together, like building this tower, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in Genesis 9, we read that God had already promised to them that he was not going to flood the earth, right? And he told them, hey, go out and multiply. And what did they go do? They did not go multiply. They stayed in the same little, uh, I guess you could say like circle, mm-hmm. and go build this tower, right? So number one, we see that they're disobedient because they were kind of like gatekeeping the blessing that god was promising them and we also see that they didn't trust in god's promise why because if you pay attention to how they were building the tower it's like some type of material that's like to be strong so they were kind of expecting like some destruction to come after god what promised them that there wasn't going to be no more any more destruction so that's where like their their minds was like not trusting in god and being way too disobedient and then we also see that they were just doing this tower with their own wisdom because how are they how were they trying to build a tower saying like oh we're trying to reach the heavens like Mm -hmm. that's just like like what are you what are you doing by trying to reach the heavens like you're trying to be the same as god or are you trying to like mimic god like the promise that he gave to you like there was just so many things and they did belittle like god's power because this this tower like compared to god's power is, is nothing but they were trying to find like this source of like uh protection i guess you can say and then this is why god got so mad and said like i'm gonna have to change up their language and i can imagine it as like since they were already speaking like one language God already had told them go out and multiply, right? So they had no other choice but have all these languages and have to go find somebody that understood them, right? So then that's how they would all go, like probably to even go and um, like tell them what they were supposed to go do in the yeah, first place. Yeah, it was place. impossible to do yeah. it from their own. Yeah, and it was Yeah, good. imagine move left. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then there was no such thing as translators back then, yeah. right? Yeah. So now their kids would have to be like, okay, now figure it out what the hell are you speaking you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's crazy because we said and you know what i love what you said about how many times you said ourselves that sometimes we use our hands to glorify ourselves right yeah. and not glorify god mm-hmm. and that's honestly something that we have to watch ourselves because honestly it's it's crazy yes i think you have something to say i feel like that's also um why god confused them because they didn't recognize that God was their first priority and they were just putting their works to do malicious intent mm-hmm. and they were just straying from the correct path and yeah, God and, confused them. And you know what's so crazy about what you just said about their malicious hands and the malicious thoughts mm-hmm. is is because even notice that when Jesus was about to die, he he is he sat on a podium, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, Who would you guys want? Barabbas? Or Jesus, mm-hmm. and what is, what does the people say? We want Barabbas, <laughs> whatever. Right? And it's crazy because look, what happens, what Caesar does next is very important. So they bring him a bowl of water, and he washes his hands mm-hmm. to say, "I have no fault in this." Mm-hmm. What 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 where, where does what, what what does that mean? That your faults are in your hands. Are in your hands. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was going to tell you that uh, right now because I was thinking of uh, what Luisa said. Um, this reminds me of the story of Uzzah, right? Mm-hmm. Who, um, when he touched the Ark of the Covenant, the Lord struck him down because oh, yeah. he wasn't supposed to touch it. Mm-hmm. And again, his intention maybe wasn't bad. Like yeah. these people, I don't think their intention was like, let's not please the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? They were just saying, let's build a tower. But it was against the will of God. Just like it was against the will of God for anybody to touch the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. And so God, what did he do? Kill Uzzah. Sure. Uh, he struck him down. He killed him. And it's a thing, because sometimes, you know what? Our intentions don't matter. Sometimes it's what God says, and that's it. His word should be law in our lives. So I, uh, you know, I used to be like a big, uh, 
I, I, I want to see like a big cheerleader for like, oh, your intention is what matters the most. Until I read the story of Uzzah and I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. So maybe intention is not what matters always. You know, sometimes God says and there is no wiggle room. Sometimes I think God gives us wiggle room because he's merciful and kind and great and amazing. Um, but hey, sometimes there's no wiggle room. This is the way it is and this is the way it is and this is mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You know, it's crazy what you said that. Oh my God! Like it's it's so it's so good. Like, like maybe God, maybe God. For example, like if you read that story of Uzzah, it says that the ox tripped. Mm. Like, I've never seen an ox trip, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, but it's so hard to have happen. Right? What happened? Because I was gonna tell you that because they were carrying the pre- the presence of the Lord wrong. They had to have it on the back of the the priest. Right, right. But they were copying the Philistines yeah. who had put the, the, the right, right on the ox. But, but but what's crazy is that like for example like Dora for an ox to trip they don't have ankles. Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 they never see where yeah. they're walking. Like like they don't ha- they're not like us that we see where we're walking. They can't mm-hmm. see where they're walking. They yeah. just trust that their feet knows how it is. And, and it's crazy because because. God did this, of course, right? God did this, and he maybe wanted a, a, a show, an example, that even though when it seems like God's presence is falling, it's not your job to touch it. Like, mm-hmm. let me be, if I need, if, if he I... He doesn't need help. He doesn't, exactly, yeah. that's what I want to say. Like, he doesn't need your help to be like, oh, I'm holding the presence of the Lord. No, no, no. If I want to be down there, I'll be down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me teach people here what I need to teach. And what happened to Uzzah? Like, he stuck his hand to say, oh... Uh, for example, and that's why, honestly, we have to make sure that we do these things right. Because sometimes we feel like, oh, you know, um, uh, how do I say this without, you know, being extra rude? Uh, like, for example, oh, uh, church has to look beautiful because the presence of God is here. The presence of God is here no matter what. Yeah. No matter if it's a broken place. No matter if there's a bomb that happens and, you know, it blows half our church down. We'll still come here and we'll still worship the Lord. Doesn't matter how it looks outside; it matters how it's inside and the spirit is is, is, is there. And that's why I, I I want you guys to make sure that that where you guys go to church or wherever you guys congregate, it's not about oh you know my church doesn't look like Kathy's, my church doesn't look like Luis's. No, it's about how your spirit is there to look for. And that's why God says, I don't need your help. Don't <laughs> you're gonna you know you're gonna feel bad that my presence is on the floor. It's okay. You worry about you, and just like you said, there were disobedience and everything. So, it's crazy that that the hands, you know, can bring so much uh, good, so much bad, yeah. and and even death. You know what even I mean? Even with yeah. good intention, they could bring bad. Yeah. And you know what's even That's crazy? Impressive. I I I think about this about these hand things that even Ananias and Acts Acts, if I'm not wrong, uh, nine, yeah. they uh, they tell Ananias go. And lay hands on who? Palsy. On um, Paul. When that moment he was Saul. And he and, and Palsy. <laughs> and, 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 and Ananias and Ananias tells God, God, he might kill me. And what is Jesus? And what is Jesus? What does God tell? Or Jesus did tell him. Jesus tell him. What did Jesus tell him? Don't worry about that. I will tell Paul what he has to suffer in my name. And he goes, he prays for him, and what what comes out of his hands, uh, out of his eyes? The scales. scales. You see how the power of God works through your hands? That is the way. And you guys, if you guys put, if you guys put uh, hands in the Bible, it comes out so many times. Because, Because we can see how God actually intended for our hands to be used for good, but instead we use it to hold this 
thing called phone. Yes. Yeah, a phone. Uh, a small little example that I can always like go back to like our tensions being good but not being like good enough is that sometimes we ourselves build this tower tall enough to like block out God's judgment to us because we come with an intention to church saying like, oh, I come and give my service, but that's all I do. I, I come and do that and then I leave and then I don't pay attention to the word or I spend Monday through Sunday at church and then at home we're not like, you know, building and building our fruits, growing our fruits, you know? So we think just because we come to church just to do what we, quote unquote, what we have to do, mm-hmm. be just because it's our service, sure, your attention might be good because your, your service is important to the Lord, but it also says that, it says in Jeremiah 48, 10, cursed is he who does the work of the Lord with slackness, in other words, negligently. So imagine, like we ourselves build this tower thinking like okay if i come and present myself in like this way i'm doing my service good i'm coming and doing the orders of my of my leaders but not you know in the right mind thinking like i'm coming i'm coming to give it to the lord then that's just like we're still gonna get the judgment anyway like our tensions sure are there but not completely uh, sincere you know you know what i always say about that and i love saying this it's not about doing the lord's work Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just do the Lord's work without knowing the Lord of the work. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, you can't clean somebody's house if you don't know how they like it cleaned. True. You can't serve somebody that you don't know how they like to be served. It's just impossible. You must know Jesus in order for your hands to be a blessing. Go ahead and wrap it up because honestly, we're running like on 35 minutes. Okay, this is, I just yeah, have one more ahead. example. Proverbs twenty one twenty five says the desire of a lazy person will kill him because his hands refuse to work. Mm. And I think that one's awesome because it's not only what our hands do, but what our hands don't do. And this brings me to the parable of the talents. You know, um, they give, the master gives one five, another two, and another one. Mm -hmm. The one who has five comes back and says, here's five more. The one who has two says, hey, I made two more. And he tells them all, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master, right? But then Mm -hmm. the one that comes with one, honestly, what he says, dude, it's incredible. Let me read it to you guys. Isn't this the one that uh, hit it? Yes. Matthew 25, 24. Yes, that's it. So he said, he uh, also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. And I think that's incredible because this guy knew that his master was so good yeah. that even where he did not even put something, he picked something out. Mm-hmm. He picked something up. He said, "Where you don't, where you plant, even if you don't plant, you you gather something. You you sow. How like it's so amazing. So having that, why would he not think? Oh, you know, even if I lose it, when I have this, back. you know, it, it will. If he, it, all of his things go like Danny. I don't know. If you meet somebody who's successful and you see that everything works good, and he's like, you know, here's ten bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna teach you how to invest it here. I can do it, right? Oh, you're not gonna me. be like, no, I'm gonna hide these ten dollars. No, you're gonna yeah. be like, nah, this guy is successful. He knows what he's talking about. This is my master. I've learned from him. And I'm gonna do what I can. Yeah. Like the other two. Yeah. Did the other two know any better than him? No, but they yeah. said, hey, you know, we're giving it all, and the master was pleased. Yeah. So it also, our hands can be a curse, not only in what we think we do right but do wrong but also in what we do not do mm-hmm. so don't have idle hands the bible says that good works uh without faith are dead so have good works and add faith so it can be an elevated way to 
Serve the Lord with your hands. Okay. I, you know, you know <laughs> what I was going to say that just with what you said. So just so we can kind of like wrap it up, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, your hands equal your actions, mm -hmm. right? Your hands equal actions. And listen to what you said, right? This guy is given talent, right? He's giving some, let's just say money. Because that's what we got, right? And he knows that some that his master's gonna come reap. And honestly, I love how Dora put it because it's so so true, right? When somebody when somebody comes and super 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 wealthy, yeah. and he gives you money and tells you to do it like this, you're gonna follow him no matter what. You're gonna be like, all right, this was already here, right? So yeah. I'm gonna follow him. And it's crazy because that sometimes that sometimes us because God gives us something beautiful and we are cowards mm -hmm. and we bury it. Instead of instead of multiplying it, mm -hmm. and sometimes our actions are like that. For example, how many times do you guys speak to your friends about Jesus Christ? Mm -hmm. You bury mm -hmm. the treasure, and there's people out there that go out and speak about God all the time, and those people that multiply what God mm -hmm. gives them, and then us. What does He say to us? You slothful people. So it's not enough just to come and read the Bible. It's not just enough with by coming to church, but it's about giving back multiplying what mm -hmm. god gives you mm -hmm. yeah. so be careful that your hands are not tied be careful that your actions are not cowardly because that means that cowards don't enter the kingdom of heaven but that's just no. yes because you guys can go home and think that one up yeah. all right guys thank you guys uh, very much and honestly guys every wednesday at 4 p.m we'll be uh, releasing a new podcast uh thank you guys honestly this was a really nice podcast i love this one god bless you guys don't forget to follow us on instagram and tiktok and our youth con every month if you're around the, if you're around you know come through god bless take care and i'll see you guys next week bye bye